It's Sunday. Why are you yelling? I'm so glad I got that in. Did you think I was going to stop? Once I did the pause in the beginning, mm. I was like, I fucking... But I, I like, I need the pause. I can't just be like, it's Sunday. Why are you yelling? Maybe yeah. I could. Maybe that's how I get you off kilter a little bit. No, once I, I was like, it's Sunday. I was like waiting for you to for, do it. And I had nothing to get today. Mad. I wanted to see if you were going to like pause and then freak out because I didn't no, I'm in mess a, you up. I'm focused. Happy Valentine's Day. Damn, you're right. Congrats yeah. to everybody out there fucking right now. I'm not. I I might be. You might be. I might be. What time does this drop? Uh, usually I put it out five a.m. Okay, yeah. I'm I not, usually I'm not. I usually queue it up because we'll <laughs> yeah. edit it beforehand, and yeah, only the only the real ones will be fucking. Right yeah, if now. you are, congratulations, happy. I've been doing some five a.m. fucks sometimes. Yeah. You know what's had, we, you know what's weird? Like, yeah. I'm a I got. We'll just start off with I'm like a a super horny person mm-hmm, like you, especially if i'm in like physical contact with another person it doesn't even need to be in like in a sexual way like if we're on the couch together yeah. i'm like i'm ready to go boners you know? boners, boners out yeah go. it's like it's almost yeah. like a problem yeah so it's almost like you can file harassment charges against me for no reason but like if someone gets up if we're like sleeping in the same bed together yeah. it's not even just like with this is just a, a history of mine mm-hmm. we're like sleeping in the same bed together or something and one of us like gets up to go to the bathroom. It could be like three thirty, four thirty in the morning. Like yeah. you know, no sexual thing was happening prior to that. <laughs> you just sleep, it's slumber, like, come back. Yeah, it's like now I'm my eyes like shoot open. I'm like, let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? So I actually could happen. Funny, we talked about this. I had morning sex. It was the first time in a while since my our schedules are so different now. Since she works from home, and I still travel to my job, but I work on a weekend. So you know, she. she when she wakes up, she's just ready to work. And I was going into work late. That uh, what was this yet? Yeah, this might have been yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like this morning. Yeah, about two hours ago. It, I don't think there's any nothing better, better than a morning night. When you like, you know, you bring her closer, and then you're just waiting to see if she's gonna, you know, plump that butt out. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I got it. Game on. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. My that, favorite nut is a morning nut. Yeah, it is. What's better? I like a sober morning nut. Sometimes when you do hungover. that hungover morning well, nut and then you just yeah. finish, it just like your body hurts and then that hangover just. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of like a hungover yeah. nut. It, I was just. More, I don't even think I get hungover more. I, I, I was about to say, I thought you were like a sober nut as, a, as opposed to a drunk one. I was like, why are you drunk at like eight in the morning? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> so how's, how's this week? We, I just saw you. Super Bowl. That was fun. Came Super Bowl was really fun. Yeah. I lost all my money. Uh, oh, Did your, you bet? Your boxes. Uh. No, nah, I didn't have any money. I can't, I can't bet here in New York mm. on anything really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you had like two and five on the boxes, and like it was awful. Every year I do these boxes with my dad that are three hundred a box, and I was like, let's do two this That's year. Let's just go, and we get the worst numbers every single time. Yeah, that shit's just like straight gambling. It's like you have, you know, there's there's gambling where you could like. Where you're still gambling because you just like think you're sharp, but you're not at all. And it's like a 50-50 prop bet. You're like, oh, he'll go over 200 yards. And then there's like literally gaming where you have no control over anything Nothing. you're doing. And that's the gambling I like. Yeah, I think I, that's like honestly more fun. I don't – I was texting Animal the other day and like – actually, uh, Snacks. And I, I was like, my director just wants the bucks. He's like, plus three or whatever. I'm like, just the bucks. I don't – don't give me numbers. Because the then line, I'm yeah. going to have to explain it. I, don't, I barely know the explanation towards it and – it's just awful. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very basic once you get into it, but like we won't we won't get into. Do you like gambling overall? I I I don't. I only like it at the moment, like if you're at a casino. I uh yeah I I don't I don't 
love gambling. I would do it more if it was legal in New York. Like there would definitely be things that I had like a strong feeling towards. Like I want to put some money down and I could have some fun doing it. The bro bets are always fun. Like yeah. when you're fucking hammered and mm-hmm. oh, in those, New Jersey and we're yeah. like, yo, let's just take like <laughs> UTEP 11, 11 PM tip off, like plus three and a half versus fucking Utah state tech. I'm like, let's fucking roll. And like, we all just throw half money on it. That's always fun. Um, I used to love it when we were when we first turned eighteen and would like go to AC. Yeah, like I, I would sit on the fucking poker roulette all table all night if I could. It's amazing. Now I don't. I don't care. And like, part of me is like, oh, I just value my money more, but like also n- like not at all. I don't think that has to. Do, I, I don't know. I guess it just I think doesn't. It's just in the moment type of situation. Like, if you're at the casino, you're gonna bet and yeah. you're gonna have fun. Yeah, it's but like you don't t- think about it. There's people that think about gambling when they wake up. Like, what am I gonna? put down i guess that's kind of with any vice like you know it's not like we do drugs but like every once in a while if it's like right situation right energy it's like i'll do them I like drinking too it's not like we fucking crave alcohol all the time we'll do it i don't know i get maybe that's just all vices actually i think it took we were stable it took 28 years but finally you could drink uh you could you could are you about to say like you could have one drink and be okay yeah like <laughs> i feel like before i would be like you want to you would like make a point and be like I'm not getting drunk tonight. And I'm like, well, that's annoying. Well, you'd like hit me up on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, dude, I can't like black out on Saturday night. Cause yeah. I knew that was like your intention from the yeah. start. It would be like, Hey, and I'm like, no. Yeah, like, exactly. Conversation would be, Hey, no, I'm not blacking out on Saturday. That's how it was. And now Actually, it's just, been, I think like two years. I feel it's like. been a while yeah, since. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't feel it anymore. I don't know. I, I don't think I'll ever be like, I'm quitting. Cause I don't think I have a problem or anything. Yeah. But I even so like in the last year, I don't think I like, consuming alcohol is fun right now i guess maybe it's their environment we will once things open up and we're like able to go to like parties and shit and like rooftop bars we'll be like okay like they actually said i I remember i'm fiending yeah scientists and like uh, other people i don't even know what they would call themselves are are like predicting the roaring 20s again like that's what's gonna happen i can see that i mean how could you i'm here for that let's fucking go oh are, are we bike so bike we're fucking <laughs> let's, go. let's go huge shit i'm like i'm not having no. this conversation <laughs> not right again now. that's a huge l this week michelle my sister someone stole her wallet at work like a, a patient she got it back but she froze all her credit cards and she's like steve can you order these donuts for me for her husband for valentine's day i'm like yeah no, whatever i don't care and i like went on the link and i, I was at work so i was busy so i kept cl- clicking it and i just paid i'm like oh i paid it I ordered like four dozen donuts <laughs> and she can't get in contact with these people. Like no, no one's answering since I guess they're busy for Valentine's day. So she's about to take like a four dozen donuts. And it sounds like a good problem to have. I don't know. Cause I'm like, are you going to pay me back? I know it's my <laughs> fault, but like, I'm well, not, you got, yeah, you did start off by saying you took a huge L. So you think yeah. I got to catch that L? I can't demo. I mean, requested. if they're not going to fucking, yeah. If, if you went on and accidentally ordered four times more than you should have, and then you still can't get in touch with them. Like that's kind of on you. Yeah. Like eat shit and die. May I tell her to send you some donuts? Like that would be huge. I'm not paying for them. That would be like the makeup for the money that I lost on that jacket. <laughs> like straight up, I just bought a $200 jacket and like, I'm just, like here's $130 for it. Hey, bad beats. So you've been busy? Yeah, because this is... Okay, so next week, like starting Monday, I guess technically... Day, vacation's over. Yeah, vacation's over. Vacation's literally over starting... with Basically started... Like two days ago, because now we'll have content every single, every day. Because I include this as as the Sunday content, basically. Okay. So including this, it'll be seven days a week for until like fucking next January or something. And we're in, maybe in not season, actually in, in season is not season, seven days you, a week. Oh, it's not seven. No. So why are you? You're right. It's ex- not. Why it's, you ex- it's not going to be. 
in seven uh, just because there's more like I, I get to do more fun content in the offseason oh so now you're just is it going to be revolved around fantasy football or how half and half like now i get to do the behind the scenes interviews that come out monday so we did the first one and now i do one of those every week Who'd so you interview uh andy holloway fantasy footballers you had him before right He's actually the first three-time guest. Yeah. Oh wow. Me and him just get along really well, and like we're on yeah, such I've, a level playing field. Yeah, I've seen the first two, and you guys have a good rapport with each other. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just kick it off with him. Plus, like everyone in the industry like knows him and likes him, so it's yeah. like you know they they like that shit. So has things changed for them? I, obviously, I watched the video, but um, no, they're they're doing well. I think yeah. he he pretty much uh, said the same stuff that I did in terms of. Uh, it's like, yeah, in terms of like the growth rate percentage and stuff, it's definitely like a decline overall. They did fine like financially. I was like, yeah, we're, you know, we're on the same a little bit better than we were the year prior. But like in terms of growth and where we want it to be, it was a little bit of, of a downset. He said, you know, sponsors were a little bit harder to lock in that far in advance. Um, he is, he did bring up a good point in the fact that like the overall audience might not have grown as much this year. But in terms of like the views and stuff, it was around the same. And he wonders like with, with everything going on, the amount of people that were like content creators that like didn't get to do what they normally were doing this year or like companies, you know, there are a few companies that like went out of business or whatever mm -hmm. that were content creators. What percent of the, that audience was shifted over to us and maybe some of the views that we didn't see in like growth were uh, the people that didn't play fantasy this year maybe were in our audience already. So we might get like double I don't know if that's making sense if I'm explaining well. He explained it well in the video. So when you guys watch it on Monday, you'll understand. But maybe we're getting like double, we'll, we'll have like double the traction next year because okay. we took someone else's audience that wasn't able to do it during this thing. Mm -hmm. But we didn't see growth because our audience kind of dipped out a little bit. Gotcha. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of give So he's take, a little more optimistic than well, I am great. about it, which that's is a good, good because like he's someone that can, probably I sees, can like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see those numbers. I can be like, okay, kinda you know, makes, I kind of believe you. Makes sense on yeah. that. Who do you have anybody? Do you have a lineup of people you're already interviewing, or is this going to go week by week and this, you're just spamming people? This on? is what I get stressed about this shit because yeah. I don't have a lineup. I have probably like six or seven people. How many do you want to do? I'll do. I whenever I start it, it's every Monday until uh, until the NFL draft, and then Jeez. once the NFL draft happens, which is there is, enough people in the industry for you to do this? That's why I keep running back people. There are a few like four or five new ones that I really want. I'm, ha I'm having trouble getting in touch with some of them, so I don't know if I'll be able to get them. Um, yeah, it, it, it becomes tough because not everybody's like, every, most people are, you know, just like bloggers or podcasters mm -hmm. and not really like innovating in a sense or building brands or companies. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's like 10 between now and between now and April, the last weekend of April. So it's not like really that many, just 10 people, you know. Um, you don't think you should just not do it every week so you get better? I was thinking, but like, I don't know. It's something that's like. It's kind of one of those things though. If you keep bringing it, it just gets. You think? You know what? It, you can bring an awesome person four times, but if they're not doing anything differently, do you think it's just yeah? No, content I, I won't. To I won't run back. Andy's the three time, he's, and then there's like he, one other person that I'm going to have on for the second time. That, yeah. that's it. It's not like a bunch of repeating of yeah. the same people. There are new people that I want to bring on, but some of them are like you know I'm setting a little bit more lofty goals and shit, mm -hmm. and having trouble getting in contact with, or I've gotten in contact with some and harding having trouble like really getting like a certified yes you know it's like oh hit me back in a couple of weeks and i could probably be good you know shit like that so um this shit kind of stresses me out because most of my stuff is planned in terms of what i'm going to be doing but i need to do research on you know if, if someone says yes like i'll come on for yep. tomorrow i need to like go on google go on twitter go on their instagram go on linkedin like look at their their business their brand their company what they've done over the last like 10 years and shit and like get my questions locked up send over to them and shit so it's not like the, the conversations are natural, mm -hmm. but like a lot of background, a lot of organization that because people that it takes. love the in, what is it called inside the scene? It's just like behind the business, yeah, behind of the fantasy business. football. 
Yeah, that's going to be hard just because, like you said, there's not many people innovating in that. And you always say, like, you're innovating a different way. You even see in the comments, people always like, this is such a different take on fantasy football. And I was thinking this week that, do you feel a little bit outcasted in this industry at all because of the way you are kind of handling it or the way you're going? Do you think people are, like, not outcasting you, like, you're not getting business, but they're like, this kid's not going From, like, an audience? Not an audience, um, peers in this industry. No, I think, honestly, most of them, I honestly think it's, like, gotten to the point where it's, like, you can't really ignore it. Mm-hmm. But it's not like from a like fuck the man kind of thing. I think like I think I am really good at what I do too. Yeah. So when the people like see that, they're like, okay, you know, he he's not just like some fucking annoying kid that has a lot of followers because he's obnoxious and you know you can make the argument like, oh, it's not about being the best anymore. It's about being like the most entertaining or being the loudest in the room. I don't think I fit that category either. I yeah. think I'm like good at what I do and I present it well. And you know, so I don't I don't think I'm like outcasted by my peers. I think I think there's just people stuck in their whatever their older ways and i don't like take it personally at all so no i don't i don't think i'm outcast i just think it's 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 different and we're going to continue to see maybe i'm like one of the first but i definitely won't be the last people that come up like this have you seen anybody kind of taking your take on the way of fantasy football like lifestyle wise or um there's this kid sal sal vetri who i'm like pretty good friends with now um he is in the like more like dfs like you know FanDuel DraftKings yeah. dfs space um and he started to he got a lot of traction this year he's up he's up, he's got a pretty good following on youtube now and i was i convinced him to start doing vlogs and shit i was like dude it's such a good secondary piece of content to put out to connect your audience he does uh, a lot more like lifestyle stuff and he's starting to bring some of his friends on his podcast and stuff so me and him get along well we'd like see things very very similarly so he's someone that i'm I'm glad i've got to become like friends with within the industry and i i think you know you'll just see more and more younger kids seeing what we're doing and understanding that it's okay to do shit this way and you'll you could still be successful doing it that way you seeing like a kid that young now nah, I, I don't know how old Hold he is but uh, sounds like our age oh uh, so seeing a kid that comes think yeah. comes into the industry doing well kind of seeing views of you you don't think at a certain point you're like hey i should try to monetize this kid let me bring it not like bring him in well, under he, an umbrella. this kid probably bought in like uh, he made so he made the, the videos that i do every year yeah uh, talking about the money that we brought in mm-hmm. um he made the, the way we even got introduced was he made the exact same video i did after I did mine and he reached out to me. He's like, yo, I just thought it was awesome. Like, I want you to know I, I yeah. did the same thing for my stuff or whatever. And then he did it this year and he made like 300 He made more than I did. Oh, really? Yeah. He's just like a friend in the industry. He's just like, uh, but I, honestly, I've, I've been, I think I understand what you're saying. You know, like if you see someone grow, coming up. Almost like, like almost like a business them? acquiring a business, exactly. right? Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've thought about that and there's a couple people in the industry that I think are doing a really good job that I would like to have a part of the brand. Um, I haven't I haven't put much actual practical thought into it, but like yeah, that's I mean that's it's a smart business move. If mm-hmm. you know what I've said before is like you look at creators as small businesses now, yeah. and sometimes it 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 would be smart as a almost like a creator to buy another creator, but a business to buy another business. Yeah, just to make sure that you have them under your arsenal of people. Would be it makes nice. it makes sense in in like uh, especially when these things are getting more and more niche. Like there's this. Um, I guess I fucking I don't care if we name drop, but like there's this dude Ray. I don't know if you've if you've watched all these interviews, but it's black dude Ray, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and and I brought him. He's such a he's really good at his job. He does a lot of like uh, college football, so he's like Devi is what they call it, like you yeah. know, development basically. Okay. So college football into like rookies and shit. He's really into that kind of stuff, and he's uh, he you could t- he's just got that like. X factor that you know he's going to be really big in the industry based off of like personality and entertainment, but also really good at his job. Yeah. Like I see a lot of myself in the way he broadcasts himself, and uh, and I and and I've talked to him all the time in like the DMs and shit. I'm like I, I let him know that you know like I see that and shit, and he's a big follower of like what we do, 
and I'm like, I would, he's someone that I would think about being, he's got his thing called destination Debbie. That's like his baby, his brand. Yeah. I've thought about being like, yo, how does this work? How, how could we bridge that gap there? But like, would I have sold to somebody if I was coming up at the time? Like, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's probably just a conversation I need to have. And he does work with, um, he works with a, a company very closely of not a competitor, but like a, a brand that I think is really, really good in this space. Yeah. And he worked closely with them. Not that they like bought him out or anything, but like that would probably be a conflict if I tried to like Try almost to steal him, him yeah. or something. So, yeah, I mean, I, the thought is, gone through my mind yeah. there's just you, not enough options out there for me to like yeah. act on it i think i guess like also too, pe these these people in the industry also like it, what are you they already have a platform they're already coming up some of them maybe surpass you in a sense of like uh subscribers so what brings them to you you would have to incentivize them somehow and i think that would be tough right my now. upfront thing would be like if you're i would i would pay straight up like i would buy them I would be like, I'll give oh, you really? like 25k cash if like your content is now part of Big Dogs. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That may, I mean, yeah, as like a business, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna help you build your platform. Mm -hmm. Like, no one wants to hear that shit when you're big. Yeah, enough. exactly. You know, that's not, yeah, that's yeah. not enough value prop for you. But like, yeah, it would be straight up like, I see long term value. Like, we could turn your audience, which is so niche, into a really like good selling product. You know what I mean? I, I've been looking on Twitter. I see so many people in this industry are like, I'm a podcaster at this i do this for like different um businesses i'm like don't you just want to have one source that you can just be an umbrella under one company yeah like don't you want to like send all your stuff to say like some a kid came to you like hey this is what i have right now i think i'd be a great asset just to have one umbrella not have six umbrellas because you're just giving blogs to one podcast to another and videos to another i yeah. think it's it's, it's it's a lot of people that are starting out they don't really know how to build their audience mm -hmm. you know so they attach themselves to these bigger brands you get stuck when you you do it's it, it, they, they don't really know any better it's not you know it's not easy to to do like to to build a fucking brand like this in a company and i understand it but not a blanket statement but the quickest tell for me to know that someone's not going to like get to a certain level is like when i go on their profile and i see like writer for this podcast that's for, what, yeah. for these three yeah must be a turnoff right a huge turnoff it's just so fucking like unoriginal and just like you know it's yeah you know, and a lot of them do great work but it's just again it goes back to being a marketer first being the content creator second like yeah. if you can't figure out how to grow the audience in these other little platforms and niches and stuff you're gonna have trouble you know breaking free a lot of them you know it, it it's fun to attach yourself to a big brand or company but at the end of the day going back to you know I have, i'd have to pay this person in order for them to want to be under B, bdg can't just be like oh i'll offer you a bigger audience a bigger platform for you and sometimes that works if it's really really genuine and true most yeah. of the time it doesn't work out like that like if you're gonna become a writer for you know uh fucking ESPN or something like yeah it could work out but like your shit's not always going to be showcased how many people are really reading the articles on there kind of goes back to that it's more about understanding where the platforms have leverage to get eyeballs and stuff on it would you consider these people's profiles on their social kind of like their resumes yeah yeah I think that's a, I think that's a good uh intersection there I mm -hmm. think yeah like you know if 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 I go on to someone's thing like someone commented under my shit and I look at their profile and I say like oh they're a writer for like PFF I don't want to say it gives them more credibility mm -hmm. but it but I guess it does in yeah, a sense you know have to yeah so it, it, it definitely is a, a bit of a resume yeah for sure because I feel like you wouldn't look at someone's physical someone sent you a resume right now on if they like were a waiter and then they were they they went to school you'd be like but to be honest with you like here's here's the thing like if uh if someone say like two people comment on my shit. Right. And yeah. I, and I think both of the comments are equally 
good, valuable, funny, insightful or whatever. If I go to the profiles, one of them is like stacked with, you know, one of them maybe is attributed to like a big time writing place. One of them is, uh, is like a really funny one liner. I'm way more intrigued by that person. Really? Yeah. Like, tell me not though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you never see, like when you go onto Twitter and you see someone affiliated with a thousand different things, you're just like, ah, whatever. It's just like, I, I, you're just promoting yourself. But like, if you're a funny dude, you'll just have something funny in there. I'm like, oh, you know, like he is, he, you don't need to tell me what you are. You just showed me, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. show me, don't tell me. You know what my biggest pet peeve on social media profiles is someone's like, I won the times man of the year, whatever. Like and who, when I see that and I was like, why, why is that the best thing you could think of? I don't. And Hey, maybe I'm I'm pissing where I shouldn't because I have nothing on my bios, but I'm a creep on social media. I don't I don't produce anything. I'm just creeping. I'm just looking to see what's up. But if I'm like out there trying to go into an industry, that's not gonna be my profile. Yeah. Like you know, like you cannot. Make yeah, that well, ninety nine percent of people aren't like on Twitter because of their industry. Fantasy is like funny because like you build you almost build your profile through Twitter. You know, anytime someone interview uh, interviews in my my store and I get their resume, the first thing I do is put their name on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter mm -hmm. and see what's up. That's fair. So I think it is actually very important to know what you have uh, out there. So anyone out there, yeah, interviewing or applying for jobs, take your best uh, times man of the year shit out of your Please, fucking bio. I will never hire you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What do you look for? What do you look for on social? Like, are you looking for anything specific? Or are you just looking for automatic, like eliminators on the, on the no? Profiles? Okay. So if someone's, I do it, Okay, so if someone gives me the resume and if I have the interview that day of, I'll do it after. Do you guys ask for socials on the resume? Mm -mm. That's crazy. That's yeah. so far behind the times. Yeah, they should. I can understand why it's like people think it might be like political or incorrect, but like people do. But you know, there, there have been yeah. people that have put it out there. I'm shocked that do. jobs don't like do that normally. Also, now, too, in my industry, it's kind of like if they're like, "Oh, I do marketing," we're like, "Okay, you don't want this job. You just want to get in this job for something else." Because yeah. my job could also be a stepping stone to different avenues in yeah, the yeah. bigger corporation so it's also a good tell for us but what i go for the social media wise i want to see that you have a life like i hate when people like they're like i'm committed i do anything for work and nothing else is important you'd be the best candidate therefore you're fired yeah and <laughs> it's like no fuck off i want you to have a life show your friends that like do something that's not work like make sure i want to know that i can talk to you and you're not just going to be like but what do we have to do at four for that meeting? Like, no, fuck off. Mm -hmm. It's because let's be honest. When you're at a, like a nine to five job, those, you see those people more than your whole family. That's what I'm saying. Like so when you, you want to be with that, people you like, that's why, like when I say that the two profiles, like when you attach yourself to, to what your work is, mm -hmm. that's not who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you say something funny, I'm like, Oh, this dude's funny. I can yeah. get along with him. You tell me you're a writer for this. I'm like, so is X, Y, Z, so are 200 other people. That's not who you are. You know, it's just like a piece of what you do. That's that. I, it's kind of like the same point. Yeah, no, it's exactly the same point. So I think, and it, it's been going this way this whole time. Like social media is now the way people are going to just judge you for good and bad. So you might as make, well make it your authentic self because yeah. no matter how polished you are in an interview in two months, you're not going to be that polished. It's going to like the shield will come off. Mm -hmm. So th that's how I try to go into interviews also. But so how's underdog? You said monkey knife fight. That's over, right? Super Bowl ended. Monkey knife fight's over. We got on a call and he was like, I'm going to go back to the reps or whatever. I don't remember if we talked about it on here. Or we like, talked about, like briefly. Basically, of, they got they got like bought out by yeah. a company or bought a new, some kind of merger or some shit where like the new head of the company is not like thrilled with paying, you know, uh, influencers like myself money and shit. 
and uh, and my rep. That's like old and school, or just dumb, or it's kind of. I mean, I think it's both. Mm -hmm. I think most of old school thoughts are dumb. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like if you don't adapt, you're probably being dumb. I think. um, But I don't know, like the inside of their business. Like maybe they have things that work better than what we're doing. You know, so I can't really judge from my standpoint. Um, We he he my rep reached out and he was like, "Yo, send me." send me like a a profile or a list of of like what you guys have done the last year like how you've grown basically mm-hmm. i'm not really sure what specific he's looking for so i have to get back to him with that i haven't done that and then underdog we started back up um i got on a call with the their head of marketing i think who I've, i had never been in touch with before i didn't even know he worked there we got on a call and cool dude i think he lives in brooklyn or something and uh, actually he might have been in manhattan and we're going to run, uh, they have a, a, a bigger marketing budget this year. So we're going to run for the next month. It's, it's kind of like a month long test. So it's, yeah. you know, it's pretty, pretty good size contract, I would say. Um, so we're going to start doing one video a week for now and hopefully, you know, we'll renew right at the end of that and we can run through the end of like August or something. Cause that that's, that's such a good, um, it's, it's a good crutch for me mm-hmm. for monetization purposes. Cause the, the, the content is just so natural to the audience already. And it's so easy to get people to sign up because it's like a product that I love yeah. and people get to draft with me and we get to like play together and shit. And this so, is the best ball. This is best ball. Okay. Yeah. Best ball is, is fantasy, but yeah. all you're only drafting. That's what it is. So, you draft and then like the software automatically sets your lineup each week yeah. and you come back at the end of the year. So it's like practicing for your draft while you're at, and you put money, you put like a dollar on the line or oh, something. Okay. So people take it seriously. So the drafting is like real. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like the funnest part of fantasy is drafting and, and seeing where players like stack up and stuff and like where you should be targeting them. And when your real drafts come around and stuff. So it's like perfectly natural to what we're doing. And then in season, you don't worry about doing waiver wire moves. You don't worry about making trades or nothing. It's just that. Wow. Yeah. That it's it's seems, phenomenal. Product. That seems like, a good way to learn the industry in a sense. If you're like, say I don't play fantasy. If I did that, it would give me a better understanding. It would get, yeah. That's the first time you said something fantasy football. And I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. Well, this is, this is why fantasy, (laughs) the industry is exciting because we see more and more niche products like this come out. Again, they're more like software products. You said they made this or. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they were the first, they were the first to make a good product about this. They might not have been, I think there's a company MFL that like, started it they're 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 plat they've been around for so long and their website looks like it was created in like 1992 <laughs> and like hasn't been touched since then they Jeez. yeah they're a lot of upside and just like haven't been doing shit with it and uh yeah this was like the first one draft was the first one that specifically focused on best ball and they made their product like again they put a lot of money into like development software and shit like that and design and it was like flawless and uh, i was such a big fan of the product it was so flawless and this was an easy way for me to monetize throughout the off season without yeah. having to like sell and pitch and stuff, you know? So it's like, I'm really happy that they're back up and we can uh, get shit running for right now. That's good. And also when you do best ball, does that consider like people that are going to be in the draft this year or how does that yeah, work? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they usually put the rookie, they have the rookies into the player pool and mm-hmm. that's what's like kind of makes it fun, which, which makes it like a lot of people would be like, why the fuck are you drafting now? But that's, yeah. you know, and you can make real money off this, right? Yeah. If you're putting money in like the top three people make money and you could be like, yo, I think this dude is going to end up being, because rookies end up getting like super devalued in drafts. Like they go so much later than they should be. It's like, I think this dude's going to be a first round pick. I think he's going to go to this landing spot. So like you can get him right now in the 10th round when a month from now after the draft, he's going to be like a second round pick. It sounds like insider trading. 
It like kind of is. I'm the fucking boss. <laughs> this is <laughs> how this shit works. Where's the IRS? Yeah. So there's. Football. I mean, a lot of the times you say shit like that, and then you look back two months ago, and you're like, "Wow, I sound like a fucking moron." <laughs> but, but that's all a fantasy. Fo- that's what fantasy football is. So yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of like content to spin off of of it with it. So it's fun. When you draft, do you go with your gut or research? Um. I think like my process, I have a gut feeling at the beginning of mm-hmm. something. And then throughout the research of the months, like that usually dictates what my gut feels. Okay. I usually go with my gut, but my gut is largely based on research by the end of the summer. If that and makes it, sense. Yeah. And do you, do you think percentage wise, life wise, what's gut to research? Cause just straight on like draft picks. No, just anything in like in oh, life. Uh, I think it's super specific to what the, the task is. There, there are some things that I'm like strictly on gut and some things that I'm strictly on like on research, but yeah. I would say overall like like 94% gut. That's wild. That's wild. Heather was getting so mad when you were talking about the stocks and you're like, this is a gut feeling. She's like, gut doesn't, doesn't make sense. And like, gut doesn't yeah. pay the bills. And she's like, like spinning through the pages of what she's learning. That should have me dying. She's such a research person. I love and, that she does that. You know, yeah. and like you're total opposite. You're like, my gut feels good. I'm going to put it on this. Yeah. Steve's, Steve's fiance, Heather, started reading um, books about the stock market the last couple of weeks. And I, I like very recently just started investing into the stock market. I've been doing like very well over the last month or so. And we were like talking about the other day. <laughs> and she was like, that's not how you fucking do it. And she's getting <laughs> mad about it. And I'm just like, yeah, it is. Like, I'll just take a guess real quick and I'm going to make some money there. It's unbelievable. But then it started to get me to think most of your life is gut. You do everything off your gut. Yeah, because gut, gut's not like a guess. A gut is like you take in your surrounding environment and like you bake, you, you make a decision off that. And it's like, you can, you know, that same like research is numbers can be skewed and statistics can yeah. be skewed in any way that you want to see the fucking world. Same thing with your gut. Like you see shit outside and then you, your brain shoots out whatever the fuck it thinks. I like want to say I'm a gut guy, even though I have, I have a gut, big gut guy here. <laughs> big like gut. physically, physically, we big gut yeah, guys. Yeah. We big yeah. gut guys. But I, I was thinking, am I a gut guy? Do I do research? And I think I do neither. I was, I was about yeah. to say, like, you're not a gut guy, but, like, I don't think you do research. So what do I do? <laughs> I think you... Uh, do I just live? Yeah, maybe you, you pass the decisions on to other people. Do you think I, think... I think you're more of... I think, like, when you need to make a decision, you're definitely more of a research guy. Mm-hmm. But I think more often than not, like... I'm just hands-off, just delegating. You, you're Is a little, that a problem? No, I don't think I've ever seen it as a problem. I, I think we need to think of like a specific example or two where this would be like an Im- impact thing. Well, I st- like you always yell at me about buying shoes or like things I don't need. And I'm realizing too, like my this computer I just bought today is cheaper than the bag that it's going in. <laughs> like I'm doing very <laughs> stupid financial things. That's and- true. Yeah, like that. See, that's not a gut feeling that like no it, it, this started to marinate into oh shit steve are are you just like living well are, you, do you i do i actually do anything <laughs> like am i do I actually do anything like what you're doing what, too much do yeah, less yeah do, do i do too less you do can't I do, do more you can't do nothing like you have that's to, what i think i'm doing i'm but, doing nothing <laughs> but you have to do less than that if you want to really be a gut guy <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what we've been talking about for the last seven <laughs> minutes, to be honest. But I'm, I just started thinking, I'm not a gut guy. I'm not a research guy. What kind of guy am I? I don't know, maybe, you, maybe you're just not a decision maker in your life. I, don't, I think like I'm you're a not in that position. I, I think I'm just a, I've been a puppet my whole life. You might be a puppet. Yeah. So you know how people set 
goals like for the year and then you said yeah short-term girl goals and long-term term goals uh, short-term girls long-term girls. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have no goals this year i'm trying I, and i was like i need to write these down i told heather heather to write hers down and i like you know like get, i want to give her mine she, she'll give me hers and we want to break it down essentially like these are the short terms that you need to do and the long terms we have to hold each other accountable do you and, ever think about sorry go on, go on. and I, I was also thinking like you always say you have goals and things you need to reach. I want you to write down yours so I could finally hold you accountable. Cause I feel like you have so many things on your mind where now if I have it, I could be like, Hey, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? That's, that's a good, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So I think we both should do that. All right. Mom, well, for next episode, we have goals coming yeah. in for the next, I was, I was going to say for you who ha- won't have like necessarily business goals because this is obviously like my entire life but like I, th- I think a lot of people that set goals break it down into different categories mm-hmm. I know some people will be like for the next year I have work like job goals I have financial goals yeah. I have travel goals I have you know hobby goals I mm-hmm. have things like that so I think like for you that might be beneficial yeah I think also not like just writing like oh I want to lose 30 pounds I like break it down like like one make pound a, a month or something. Yeah, yeah make yeah. a novel. I and I think the reason why I've I've I failed in yearly goals is because I try to do it all at once. Like you said, like lose a pound this week, lose a pound that week. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's the problem when people set goals. It's they try to take it all together instead of yeah. breaking, chipping away then from you it. Spurt, you fucking sprint really quickly, get burned out, or realize how unrealistic it is to keep that pace. Yeah, it's just yeah setting long-term goals is like you have to look at them as long-term goals yeah you can't but like can't run a marathon in uh, in in one lap but that's what i'm saying so like for these long-term goals you need Mm short-term also and i feel like that's where you're lacking and i'm lacking on long-term goals yeah i think we're vice versa on that yeah my short-term goals are very like go with the flow yeah i know what i want long-term but like getting there i don't pay attention to how i'm getting so i think we need to write these down and then figure that out handshake emoji i'm with it how do you feel about like when you so you're achieving great things in this company and thank you you, shut up are you (laughs) are you are you nervous once you think you achieved what you wanted it's gonna fulfill you uh and do you think if you get it so soon so here's the here's like the the cliche answer to that is like I used to worry about that when I was younger, like being fulfilled by things. But as you start to actually, you know, you'll hear this uh, on a lot of like spiritual podcasts, but it's very true. Like if you're not enjoying the journey, like that is the end. You don't understand? Like me enjoying doing this with you guys is like why I do it. I don't yeah. do it to like, to one day, like with, with when I, we didn't even talk about like the conversation we just had with animal snacks. Yeah. Like, the reason I was, you know, like we're, we were losing the, the lifestyle side, the friendship side of it. I'm like, that is that it like you guys are rushing to get something tangible out of this. I'm like, that, that is what this is. You know what I'm saying? Like the journey is, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's nothing else there. Facts. Yeah. I'm saying like, and and that's in in most things in life, you know, and sometimes you have to go through tough times, but I I think the process is really, you know, again, it's wildly cliche, but it's also cliches are for a fucking reason. If you don't enjoy what you're doing now, there's no, there's no fucking end goal to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I have goals that I want to hit along the way, but, like, I need to enjoy having it along the way. And I know once, like, those those end goals are not, like, end goals. They're, they're 
their goals that like, for instance, if I can get this place to be an actual creative suitor or like an incubator, it, that's not an end goal for me. I just know that while that stuff is happening, I'll be, ha I'll be, I'll, I'll like really enjoy the world I'm living in while those things are happening. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because like starting to think like when people retire, some people just drop dead. They have nothing to look forward to. So I, yeah. something happened, you know, you didn't set like set yourself up to be busy after. So you just drop dead. Yeah. So a lot of people probably get depressed when they retire. But like I was listening to a podcast with Tom Brady and he, this, this is when he ready was traded, like went to the bucks, but he was talking about like, he's like, I love football. He's like, I've always loved football. I still get the same butterflies when I play this game. And that's why I think he's happy. You know, he, it's he, like, yeah, it's like you get the seven Super Bowl ring and it's like, it's probably fantastic to be admired right after the game when you get the ring, you know, at the fucking trophy award yeah. ceremony, if you're at a party and people are like, I fucking love you. Those things are so fleeting though. You know, mm -hmm. like if it's not filling you up while you're doing it, then you need to kind of take a second glance at what you're doing. Because it's like, even in this industry, say you, d this blows up, you do very well and you're young right now. So say, in the next 10 years, something big can happen, right? Yeah. And then at a certain point when this is done, can you look back and be like, that was awesome, that was fun, I can walk away? Or you think you will have to like do something, reinvent yourself? There's because no, I don't think there's like a, a walking away. Again, like this is why I get so passionate about like, I've been really on this point for the last like year or so. I'm like, if I don't like a piece of content I'm doing, I'm not doing it anymore. Because I understand right now that the journey is everything. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like making becoming a, 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 a big time content creator is like cool. And it's, you know, it's, it's not like there's nothing you could put on that. There's no price you could put on it. There's nothing like that, but like you have to enjoy getting there. If I don't like a piece of content, then it's done. If we're not enjoying making the content, if we're not enjoying doing fade the public, if we're not having this camaraderie while we're doing it, there's no, there's actually, there's tangibly no point in doing it. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I've gotten to the point where I understand that you have to love the process so much that I start, using that as the end point almost, you know, okay. like I almost flip the middle and the end, whereas mm -hmm. most people just look at the end and don't care about the middle. Yeah. You know, like seeing in my job, I'm like, if I, my goal, like by 32 to be a director. Right. And once I get there, I don't think I'll get it. I think you have to break down. Like, why, like, why are you so, are you obsessed with the fact that you want to check off a goal or are you like, what about the director role? Are you, and that's what I started to think about yeah. because I've always said by 32 director, and then I'm like, okay, when I'm 32 and I'm a director, what the fuck am I going to do after that? Because every position I had is one or two years. Am I going to be happy? Do I, would I want to stay there? Or do, would I want to like just stop and just do something else? And I started to think it was just for, at first to be a director was just for the title. I was going to say just, like from an objective point mm -hmm. of view, I could, you could, you could figure out like what it, it's yeah. like, okay, is it like you want to be a boss ass motherfucker at the age 32 that has yeah. a director title. Yeah. Is it because there's a lot more money involved in the director mm. title? Is it a job that lets you be more creative and more fulfilled? Like, there are like three or four or five things so, that you yeah. might think that you're putting on a pedestal. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. you break it down and like that. Like the first three I think have always been because of the money, because of the title and just because I wanted it mm -hmm. and starting to think now at my position where me personally, I don't know if uh, my leaders would tell me this. I think I've mastered it in a sense of I, I fulfilled it. I'm helping people. And I just want to be at a point where I'm helping everyone in my store where they're following me. I want to know that I can do it. I want to know that I'm not just giving myself an ego because it's there or it's because it was earned. You know, so that's why now I think that's why I want it because I want to prove to myself that 
Steve, you did this right because you didn't buy in. And I'm like, you have to be this person. This is the only way you get it. I got you. Yeah. I mean, there's a fine, there's a fine line too. And I'd, I'd be lying if I said like, I, you know, there's other accolades, of course, that come with the shit that we do or the, the things that I do. Like, you know, there are, there are definitely parts of me. Like, I mean, you grew up with me, obviously. I like, yeah. I like, you know, I like being liked. I like, you know, girls. I like partying, like all that mm -hmm. shit. And like, it'd be, it'd be cool to be involved with like more exclusive things on that end of, of, of life, you know? And I, I know now, like I will love it in the moment, but I know those won't be things that will be lasting, you know? What do you mean? Like fame and money yeah. and those things. I'd be lying if I said that like some part of me doesn't want that. Yeah. You know, like I'm not like a fucking perfect human being. I would like to be known for what I'm doing and I would like to have a lot of admiration and shit, but like I'm also able to be aware that I know that that shit is not like what the importance mm -hmm. of what I'm doing is. I feel like you've never been a person to see someone and give you butterflies if they're famous type of situation i think you would be that person to walk up to the bar and be able to have a conversation with them without any like oh my god i've been a big fan this whole time like, you see it through the interviews even like you're not interviewing huge people but you treat them as a person you don't uh, yeah. envy people a lot you just you see them and you you acknowledge that they did that they've done great work but you're, you're not like oh my god you, you're amazing you're a god no you don't see that and i think that's a I don't want to get to a point though where I, I like ever see myself above other people. Yeah, and I like I don't how, know how, I don't know if you have control over that once you get to a certain point. Is and my that's, point, and that, that's the interesting part because right now it's a small company. So do you th how how can you make sure you keep yourself like at the base level and not getting feeding into that ego and being like, yeah, I am the shit. I do that. I I can do that. You yeah, know? I don't I don't know. Are you nervous about that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm sure I'm a little bit nervous about it. Yeah, I just don't think like. I think maybe in order to get to that point, though, you have to have like a such scale, you know, like where it's such a noticeable thing and we're like not really that close to being there. Like it does, you know, different moments that happen here and there feel feel good, you know, and then I can ground myself quickly. But like if you're in a position where these things are happening to you like 18 times a day, how do you stay grounded? I, I don't know. Like I haven't experienced it, so it's hard to it's hard to say. I don't know. I just, I just feel like maybe it just goes back to if you love what you're doing, like you just, you, you put your focus right back onto that. You know, mm -hmm. if you're doing it for the right reasons, you'll go back to the reasons that you're doing it for. Yeah. I feel like the, the people that are best in the industry, like you said, don't do it for the fame of it. They did it because they loved it so much. So they became the pinnacle of what you want to be. And they, they try to stay grounded. They need those fights, yeah. but they, they find, they find out later once they made those mistakes of, the fame and the popularity and maybe you burned a couple of bridges that you weren't supposed to, or, you know, lost friendships because of that. But then you learn from it and you try to come back to it. So I think it's a, it's a tough situation. I that. think it'll be fun. It's like a, it's kind of like a good problem to have, I think. You yeah. Know? Um, as long, I, I feel like most people who really struggle with that are like a little bit delusional going into it mm -hmm. in a sense, you know, like they have this crazy idea of what things should be like. And they're like, they're so egocentric, egocentric, egocentrical. You're asking the wrong person. Fuck, I'm, I am the wrong person too. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I feel like it. It might not be that difficult to just be like a normal fucking human being if you've been. I, I feel like that at a certain level of a fame, you're not. It's not like. It, it just it it's just showing who you are. Like if if you're if you're a certain person at this stage, you'll probably be the same person. I don't think it makes you into a different person. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think fans of football will ever be like? not secondary like in the public because this is kind of like a secondary i don't know how to explain it in a sense like it's it's a big community but it's like out ever gonna go bigger than 
what it is now? Uh, or do you think it's just going to go intertwined with gambling? And So I don't think fantasy football per se is ever going to get to a point where it's like bigger than life itself. Mm. But I think like as people, like we have the ability to transcend that. You know, yeah. I think we think about like Barstool actually like I don't know if you watched the Barstool Gold. When, I, I didn't watch. He told me to. It's really good. Yeah. He was talking about how he's like, yeah, when I started, like we were either going to be uh, he was like, I was going to do one of three things. I was going to start a business. He was like, I was either going to do a uh, it was one was like really random. And I think it was like some kind of like physical labor job. He's like, I was going to start a business around that. I was going to start a business around gambling. and I was going to start a business around fantasy sports. And he just told gambling but like yeah. if they had told you that Barcel started as a fantasy sports company would anyone bat an eye no, no. and to, they've just developed into what they are because people relate to them on a personal level so you can I think people can transcend into other things and we could talk about whatever the fuck we want as long as people relate to us you know and um, that's what kind of what you want to do in yeah. a sense where fantasy football is where you started but not where you ended sure like it, it'll be a piece of the rotation as long as we love doing that but if we don't then hopefully if we've done our jobs right up to that point like we can talk about whatever we're interested in. Like, going, going back to the end game, if fantasy football was the only thing you had, would you be happy about that? Uh, I think I need more like context behind like, what you mean. As a business, BDGE was just solely fantasy football, and later on in life, that's when you know not your your life was ending, but you were you know like kind of going behind the scenes. If you didn't get bigger than fantasy football, would that annoy you or just like kind of bother you at a certain point because you had so many ideas of those creative outlets and what you wanted to do separately. It would probably be frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just think that like you, you manifest those ideas through like what you do, like what you physically do. And like, sure. Not everything like this podcast and doing the behind the business interviews will eventually translate into more business opportunities. Right. It just yeah. takes one person to be like, Oh, this kid has a smart business mind. Let me, bring him in for consulting. Let me fucking X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think you manifest yourself into what you put out there. Right. So like some of them won't always be as successful as you want them to be, but I think over the long term, like those things will play themselves out. So yeah, I mean, I'd be frustrated. I'd be disappointed, but like, I don't, it, it's, it's hard to say that. Cause again, that's looking at like end goal. I'm like, yes, yeah, like if this is what happened in five years, but it, it's like, again, it's about the process. So I'm enjoying doing what we're doing right now, you know? So yeah. like maybe, just because the money is coming through fantasy football doesn't mean I enjoy doing this shit any less. Yeah. You know? No, like you said prior, like I actually, I said prior, like I come here to do this. It's new to me. I, and I'm enjoying it and I'm trying to just, just do it because a, you asked me and B, I thought it would be a fun idea. And I think it's just a nice outlet to have. And even just because this is what is the fifth episode or fourth episode, yeah, I can, I can see how it's already changing my mentality and how I want to like structure my life. Like I said, like now I'm coming on my day off. I have to make my other day off count because I have other things I need to do. I got to go grocery shopping. I got to mm -hmm. do this. And I think just like you said, manifesting something in your life that maybe wasn't supposed to be in plan is great. And you just have to keep working on it and see where it takes you. I don't know where this is going to take me. Maybe this is going to one day we'll be on this podcast. And I realize I don't want to work anymore. And I want to figure something else out, you know, and mm -hmm. that's a great thing to to do and have. And I don't think it's I just very... don't, I think a lot of people like don't understand that, you know, th those type of things are, are just like a product of, of, of doing things, you know, yeah. it's like you put them on a pedestal and you dream of these dreams, but don't understand that you just, you're chipping away. You just chip and chip and chip and chip and chip and chip away. And like, you'll find a different path along the way if you don't like what you're doing. It's just, I don't know. I, 
I, I've used this reference before, but I feel like so many people think that they're like, something's just going to show up at their door one day because they wanted it enough. I'm like, it, if you wanted it enough, you would do it, you know, like that's, yeah. I, and that, that's a lot of different things in life, not just like creating content. I think for you, like, yeah, you said like people think it's gonna, if it shows up, they'll do it. I think in my head was also, I, I I've been scared for so long in a sense of, are my parents going to be proud of what I do? Is this enough for my family? Or I always thought about money in a different way than you, you know? And now I'm coming to terms where this is my life. And if I'm broke, I'm broke, but at least I had fun with it and enjoy the process. Enjoy the fucking process. There's no end goal of it. (laughs) And I think that's what I need to stop thinking about the end goal. What's the, what's going to happen in 10 years? It makes it so much easier because then you can focus on the now and then actually enjoying the now Like you can be like, you can set your end goal super high and then be like, Oh, I can enjoy, I can enjoy the now, but like, you're still always focused on that end goal. But if you take away again, switch the middle with the end and be like, the end goal is actually enjoying the middle of it then you're only focused on that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and then, like, you know me best. I, I guarantee you if I get director at 32, will I be happy after that? No. I'd probably, like, go into, like, You'll be, like, looking life. for an... Uh, you'll you'll either be, like, I'm, I'm ready to quit or be, like, I'm looking for a promotion to the next... Exactly. I'm, I want to be president at Louis Vuitton or something. And I would like never, that. like, yeah. you know, and then I start making these goals that are not obtainable for me, and I think it's that... Not, it's, it's not it's, even, like, it's, not I obtainable, think, just, like, Like, do I actually pointless, want it? Pointless. Do I actually yeah. want yeah. it? And... I think it's just it's just fear, you know. Like you always, we say, we live two different lives styles. Where now I'm, I'm a couple forever now. You see, so I am always ever. Yeah, no, stop it. Life is but, over. Over. And I was starting to think like, what do we have to do to make everything okay? And it's just like, no, why? Why? I don't have the answers. I don't. Why do we need the answers? And we'll just we've been alive this long. Why not just? try it and just see what happens and it's also helped uh heather like she's trying her own thing and like she's not trying to like make anything like you know out to the public yet but she's trying to find her and like niche and things because that's the world we live in like your journals on social media you gotta just figure it out and see where it lands yeah i think you figure out like your bottom line denominator is what you actually need to survive we all need a certain a dollar amount to survive we all need a certain you know amount of physical things, material things, amount of of affection, you know, you find out your bottom line denominator of that, I think. And then the rest of it should be put towards the rest of your life. Really, I think should be put towards things you're curious about and things you enjoy doing and things you're passionate about. Right. Like that's a pretty good fucking life. Yeah. So bottom line, you have to know what you can survive on. And then you think just flipping the middle to the end. I think, yeah, I think so. Like, and that, that's, it, it feels like very, almost like defeating or disappointing when you hear that. Cause you're like, Oh, enjoy the process. It's like, but when you can let it go and really enjoy the process, good things really come from it. It's it like, it's so easing, you know, that's why, that's why I don't worry about a lot of shit because I'm just like, if I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now, there's nothing more like I'm just in, enjoying it. You know, like what, what, what fucking more can there be? Nothing, you know, nothing. Like, and then that's it's like, it's like you're hoping to do something so that you would enjoy it, but I'm enjoying something now. So like, why am I busting my ass to hopefully enjoy something later when I could just fucking enjoy it? You don't even know if you're going to enjoy it once yeah, you get it. This is fucking so annoying. Wow. And I think that's what I'm stuck in. And I think it's amazing that it's, You'll get uh, there. it's breaking out. Let's fucking get it. This is what we're yelling about today. This is why we're yelling. Uh, we got anything else? So what's we, your, we could post, we could, what's your, um, Valentine's day going to be looking like? Um, you be looking like a snack. Of course I am. What are you gonna do? Do you have a date? Are you we doing are, anything? Going, we're going to uh, we're going to the drive-in movie theater in Brooklyn. 
Don't you need a car? Yeah, fucking zip car. <laughs> are, are you? I'm going to rent out a nice-ass car with a big-ass truck. Yeah, or a big-ass, uh, what's the back part of a car? Trunk. A trunk. Trunk. Yeah. Trunk. I don't know why they kept saying truck. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go. We've been talking about doing it for a while, and then she got COVID and all a bunch of other shit, and then uh, we're going to go on Sunday. That's amazing. I'm pretty pumped, yeah. 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 What are you watching? I don't know. I'm assuming that only that was like the thing. Like we wanted to go, so I was like, "Oh, this would be like a cool thing to do for Valentine's Day." But like, we both would. We're both the same people that would be like, "I don't want to like waste this on a fucking stupid romantic comedy," even though like it's cool for the day. But we'd rather just like have watch a movie that we both fucking like, you know. So like, it, it, I'm sure it's gonna be like The Notebook and that kind of shit playing. Oh, that. really? That's I'm not sure. I didn't look. Like I didn't. Movie I didn't something. look at the line. Uh, sometimes they play new movies. They have they have like three or four movies playing a day, so you can kind of pick and pick your time and shit. You gotta buy tickets in advance and stuff. I haven't looked at the lineup, so like, I'm just assuming it's gonna be all romantic movies for Valentine's Day. Is that your ideal Valentine's Day um, uh, date? Like what we're doing? Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Like I, that's something I would enjoy doing outside of Valentine's Day. So yeah, it's pretty good for Valentine's Day. I think. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna try to have some, have some, make some love in the back of the car. I don't think you should. Is that illegal? It's probably illegal. Yeah, you should. We're definitely gonna do it though. Don't do it. Everyone's gonna be fucking there. (laughs) Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of cheats clapping in Brooklyn on the movie. No, ain't nobody gonna see what the movie actually (laughs) does. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we end with? uh, the fade the public episode just like a, a little maybe not a recap but just like final thoughts on that you yeah can, you can kind of start because yeah, so, you're uh obviously objective to it i was yeah so last uh, last week we the uh we the public <laughs> why yelling we you kind of went off the rails a little bit of anger on fade the public and how you thought they weren't giving enough when they should and my rebuttal was did they deserve a time off and pretty much it came down to no because this is the well main. here like basically yeah like last week on why you yell and i was there was like a 20 minute segment where i kind of just like you know let my emotions get out of me and freaked out on animal and snacks and animal um animal snacks listened to why you yell and so they heard that and then we didn't get together again for a fade the public episode this week until like late we were trying to figure shit out and we uh, animals basically like why don't we just like have a sit down like totally transparent because obviously after listening to it there are things that me and snacks both want to say and i'm sure there are things more that you can say to us once we open the conversation so why don't we just do that for the entire fade the public episode and by the time this is live what you're listening to right now the fade the public episode would have already aired so basically me and steve are kind of recapping what happened in that in that uh in that 50 hour long um sit down that was friday's episode on the channel and steve's obviously a an unbiased party it w- it was a long time coming. I think we've, you and I had conversations before, and me and Snacks have had conversations before, and I, it was good. I think overall, in the end of the day, the things that needed to be said ha- were said, and the one thing I can get out of it is that, like, it wasn't like a bashing on Animal and Snacks side of like you don't value us and like fuck you, you're just like not paying us. It was more of like you, I can I you could feel like animals radiation of how much, how passionate he is about mm-hmm. this. And he just wants, he, he just wants acknowledgement of you see it. Do you see it? Cause this is why we're doing it. And f- can you please let us know if we're doing a good job essentially. And you've, we've had this conversation before where you do put blinders on. And I think it was a good time for them to just kind of not step up to you, but step up to the plate and be like, these are the c- 
concerns and voices that we have and we want you to actually take it uh take it in and like marinate it and just figure out what you need to do i think they did a good job of communicating it as well yeah i think um i didn't go in there with like a combative attitude at all there have yeah. been there have been points where i you know that conversation had been a long time coming and there have been points where i thought that like when it did come i would kind of air it all out and be like you guys are so in the fucking wrong here yeah, yeah, that yeah. like we can have this you know, conversation to the death and I'm going to win it regardless. But I, th I think it was a productive conversation for sure. I feel much better coming out of it. And, uh, I just think, um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's, it's like, I always have the long-term best interests at heart, but maybe I show it wrong. Maybe I, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, maybe I, I just assume everyone working with me like knows that. And I think you guys do know that of course, yeah. but like, I guess, you know, I think it comes to a point where they it's it's kind of one of those things where like they just need a pat on the back, just like where you. It's not like you do it as a group. But like I don't. Everyone's I don't doing think that's. Well. I don't think that's true though, because he said like you know it's nice to hear the words and to like make the shows and stuff like that, and I I do like say like good job and thank you and yeah. you know all that kind of shit. I think he meant like they needed more than that. Yeah, and not even from a financial standpoint, just like whether it was empowering them with more work. Um, or, you know, they didn't ask for money, but, and that's something I didn't think I would actually offer, but I, yeah. I do think in their unique situations, it's yeah. something that would incentivize, it would incentivize them more than the normal person, mm -hmm. you know, right now in their situations. So I think that obviously helps. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess it was just, I think it came to a point where you just expected everything from them where, which is great. Cause you're, you were like in your head, I built this business you guys have such a great opportunity. So like, just, just go out there and just figure it out. Cause this is what I, I gave you guys the, the whole plate. Yeah. It, it's basically like what I said before, where yeah. it's like, I have the long term goal and it's almost like we're, we're all sitting here and not, not an elephant in the room, but like the opposite of an elephant in a room where we all, we're all assuming success, big success out of this company. Right. Yeah. So my, thing of like, okay, I could do long-term goals. I'm not good at setting short-term goals. I, I figure it out along the way. My thing is like, we all know what the end thing is going to be here. It's going to be big. It's going to be successful. You guys are all going to be taken care of. So like, don't worry about shit in between. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's where my mindset was. So I'm like, okay, if we all are under that same mindset and I guess, you know, I'm a little bit more taken care of because it directly comes back to me, mm -hmm. then, then it changes the, the playing field a little bit. And that's always been my mindset is that like, we all assume the same shit's going to happen. And it's going to be good, right? Like if this was more risky, obviously I could understand. Or if we had at least thought it was more risky, you know, like we all been like, oh, this might like just not work. And we might be wasting our time. I don't think anyone's wasting their time. I think we all believe in what we're doing here. Yeah. So it seems like it's almost like a sure thing that we're betting on. Obviously it's not, but like we all feel it is. I think that's where my um, belief of just like, you know, don't worry about right now, even if it's like a, a negative, we'll take some short-term L's to have a, to have this long-term success. I also think one of the best attributes you have of open openness is also one that kind of not hurt you in this aspect of nah, when animal like, brought up the video and yeah. it's, it's true, you know, like, like how passionate like animal is and when, seeing that it's going to hurt, you know, like it's going to hurt your feelings when you think mm -hmm. the person that you're giving your all to isn't, doesn't reciprocate it. So I think it was a good conversation and Overall, I think it it's beneficial. They they need to say it a long time ago, but at least they you know better late than never, right? Yeah, you know what it is too. Like I think um, with the money thing, if he was gonna say like you you know you made all this money and like we don't get any of it, I didn't want to like immediately shoot out and be like most people like most of you guys like don't 
really deserve it. Like yeah. I am still the driving force behind everything. You guys are helping me build a foundation of it, but right now the money's not coming from you guys. Mm -hmm. It's not really coming from most, almost anyone besides me still. Yeah. Um, but again, like I've invested a lot of money into Scott editing strictly for fade the public. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's only for fade the public. And that's been a lot of money. Like all this money comes right out of my pocket. I could just not do that. I could mm -hmm. have him do other shit, but I understand what he's saying. He's like, if you think fade the public is so valuable, you're giving so much money to Scott. Just give some of that to us. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's a conversation I need to have with Scott as well, you know, and be like, listen, we're, uh Oh yeah. No, but you're fired. Scott. <laughs> no, but I'm like a real thing. Be no, like, listen, like if we're all believing in this long term, can we, you know, maybe that's something I need to, like, I need to just pay up more, but I'm just like, most of the money I invest, like, I don't, you know, is going straight into fade the public. Like, I don't invest a lot of money into content for yeah. us, right? It's just like, we're, besides time, money-wise, it's only towards fade the public. And I'm like, you know, I can keep paying, I can pay them more and pay Scott more and all these guys more, but it's just like, long-term play, but like, at some point, this money needs to be returned, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ROI-wise. No, for sure. Yeah, 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 100%. I think they do understand that. I think it was just... <clears throat> Just one of the, those hills you have to go over when you're um, bring friends into a business because, like you said, you love the friend aspect of it, but business is business. And yeah, the, I mean the, the fact yeah. that they've worked this long for free just tells you that they do believe in it long term. You know, yeah. like you would never be able to just find a random person off the street and be like, do all this work for two years and do it for free, unless mm -hmm. you unless we are all on the same page that it's going to be successful down the road. So, like, I obviously appreciate all the work that they've done. Um, I guess we definitely just could have been on a better page in terms of how I reciprocate what I how, like, you know, appreciating them doing that shit. Take your blinders off. Yeah. I, th I think, uh, I think the most valid point was, was animals like, yeah, like Mike came in and Noah came in and then like, you just immediately gave them like the draft guy without asking us to like help you at all. I think that that was like the one thing I was like, Oh fuck. Like I, that was the one thing I came away from the conversation being like, Oh, I actually feel bad about that. Yeah. The other shit is like, okay, you know, we'll kind of compromise and figure out where we need to be in order to feel on good grounds. But that I was like, okay, I didn't realize he felt like very, yeah, I didn't know that either. That was a, cause prior to you guys talking, I was on, I was on your side, like mm -hmm. majority wise, but the way they went about it and like not talking about money, I, I, I can understand it. I can Me understand too. Me too. completely. And it's just one of those things where it, when it's not easy being the boss and this is something you have to just go through and just, you have to have the compassion and understand, like see it before this happens next yeah, time, you know, yeah. and, and you gotta again, like, you knew this was coming. They knew it was coming next time. Don't let it boil up. You gotta like mm -hmm. open it up and talk about it. Next yeah. Time. And again, this is like one of those things where like, I need to figure out, I'm still on the, on the financial end of things. I'm figuring out like how much should I be investing? Like what should I be doing? And, uh, you know, maybe this was just like a, a little bit of a shortcut to tell me where I need to be putting different um dollars into it and i don't know i i think it'll it'll work itself out fine of course it always does you know, yeah like luckily we're not in a position where like i need to make some kind of drastic decision between how they're feeling and like what the practicality of the situation is like we can we can figure something out where it's it's, it's fine for both sides you know yeah like, there are you know you say it's hard to be the boss but I'm, there are probably a lot of bosses in much more fucking difficult decisions making spots than i am you know yeah, when you're sure. like really on the red like most months and you have to figure out like this shit so Fortunate to be where we are. We're just enjoying the journey, Steve. Let's keep going through it. All right. Love y'all. Uh, rating, review, please. One of you fuckers. Just one. Just one. One. One time. One time for Steve. <laughs> it's not coming out. Love y'all. Bye.